sports fans, and welcome back to Low Expectations, the Gruder Golf Podcast, brought to you by the No Laying Up Podcast Network. Tonight, you've got Haley. Hello. Kiki. Hey. And me, Jen. And we are extremely excited tonight, as usual. Um, We have a very, very special guest. It's been a long time coming, but we're going to be hosting Beth Ann Nichols in a few short moments, and... um, any longtime listeners will know what a big deal that is. That's probably the biggest guest in our own estimation that we've had so far. So really looking forward to that. Um, but before we get started to that interview, um, we wanted to remind you about Girls on Greens, which is our first outdoor outing of 2022. And ladies, tell us what's happening there. Oh, we also need to correct some misinformation that Haley and I spread um, in a previous episode mm. about the format. So We did yeah. correct it, but we should we? correct it okay. again. Okay, just yeah, correct it did. again, just in case. Yeah, we were saying that we were going back to the nine, back to our roots, the nine hole, plus the party, but um, we can't actually do that. <laughs> so we're not So gonna. we're not allowed. So we are just going to keep it the 18 holes, but probably not play 18 holes, probably just play nine, but have enough room for as many people as we as we can fit. Um, and there will still be a party. So we're going to tee off at 1.30 and then there will be a party happening at four o'clock, no matter what hole you're on, if you'd like to join us or not. But we were thinking about getting a DJ maybe. Definitely. Or, or live Through music. That, or live music, something fun, something like that will make it that will make you want to come back to the party and the raffle. Cause the raffle always is so anticlimactic. Cause everybody's still golfing, but yeah. Um, yeah. I really can't wait. I really can't wait. It's gonna be pretty good. I think we should do a little putting contest too. I feel like we always underutilize that putting green. That's right there yeah, at sure. Clearview. Well, it's um, also such a good position because you can see so much of the course from that putting green. So yeah. I feel like there's a lot of opportunity. I think that's where the photo booth could go. Ooh, that's a really great idea. Thank you. That's new into that very into it um so tickets are on sale right now at grudergolf.com go get them if you're one of the first 20 people to register which i don't know if that's already happened yet so um there's a handle if not um but you get a free gift from adidas and it's one of our leftover um prize packs from uh punta i always call punta cana it was not it was casa de campo and (laughs) tr our spring break trip um and they're really cool so get some little goodies for yourself um if you're if you plan accordingly um, but onto um, the topic of the sh- of tonight's show, which is it's perhaps the biggest week in golf. I almost said women's golf, but it's the biggest week in golf because we have not only the premier um, amateur tournament at Augusta <laughs> National. <laughs> I Are you just not. trying that hard not to say women or girl? No, no, just premier. I just had to think of what it actually was. So the Augusta <laughs> National Women's Amateur, amateur, amateur. Um, is happening this weekend as well as the first major, the Chevron Classic, the artist formerly known as the ANA Inspiration, the artist formerly known as the Craft Nabisco, and then before that was known as the Dinah Shore. And we're going to learn more about who Dinah Shore was um, from Beth Ann, but um, it's the first major because it comes before any of the other majors that the boys do too. So big, huge weekend. Um, as you guys might know, I am flying out there to see it. It's going to be the last time that it's played at Mission Hills, which is like the longest running LPGA tournament in one place in history. Obviously not the same name. Since since 1970. Yeah, that's kind of crazy. From Marina. Yeah. So how to see it one last time out there. And I've never been to Palm Springs. So figured why not? 
Yeah. I can't wait to see what you do out there. I, I really can't I'm wait. You to... might never come back. <laughs> I mean, I think I'm, I'm gonna send you out there, and we'll never see you again. I'm really, really excited. I mean, I was. I told Hallie today I'm gonna meet up with her on Thursday, and it turns out like I kind of always like thought that I knew more about the West Coast and everything. Like you think you know until you're actually going, and then you're like, turns out all I know about California is like Vanderpump Rules, The OC, The Hills. Um, those three TV shows. That's pretty much the extent of my knowledge about the entire state. I don't think anyone that's been a longtime listener of this podcast will be surprised to hear that you don't know much about the geography of California. I felt like I knew more until I was like, oh, where should I stay? Like, where should I go to eat and everything? But I have a little list. I listed like 12 places in LA, despite the fact I'm going to be there for one night. Um, And then also I've listed all the top dive bars in Palm Springs. And I'm staying right in the thick of it. At the Live, Laugh, Love Hotel. <laughs> no, the Live, Laugh, Love Oasis. It has Oasis in the name? Yeah. It actually oh does look kind of nice, you guys. The the time to um, to cancel it would have been um, a few hours ago, so I'm locked in now. <laughs> I revisited it last night, and Nick was like, that actually looks really nice. And I was like, okay, yeah. Hopefully. Oh, cannot wait right in the hear. heart of Palm Springs. So the, the tournament is actually in Rancho Mirage. So it's about 20-ish minutes away. But I didn't really want to stay, like, in someone's, like, Airbnb, like, garage house. No, you know what I alone. mean? Not alone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I figured hotel. I want, like, the deadbolt. You know, I yeah. want access to, you know, a fun little nightlife scenario. Jen, um, this hotel looks lovely. Doesn't it? Well, the okay. breakfast spread, the breakfast and bed spread looks unbelievable. Can I charge that to Gruder Golf? Absolutely. Can yes. that be part of my 100%, allowance? 100%. Yes. yes. Uh, I'm very, Whatever very you want, excited. Jenny Coco. Yeah, I need to rent a car still, too. So I'm hoping I get something, something sweet, like a little convertible or something. Uh, but we should probably talk about, not about how little <laughs> I know about California. <laughs> we should, okay, fine. Yeah. <laughs> I'm getting like you can't get the you cannot get the I can get the breakfast but I cannot get the convertible. Fair yes. enough. Unless they're running a deal, maybe. Unless they're running a little promotion. Depends on the deal, but okay. We I'll, were just looking at this last night. I'll confer. Um, but we should probably talk about who we think is going to win. Uh, yes. First of all, I'm very yeah, very excited to hear what Beth Ann has to say about who she thinks is going to win. Um, but Kiki, you want to tell us about the odds? Uh, yeah, well, I'm a little bit confused because we I looked them up and on two different websites there are two different odds, which I thought the whole point was that like Vegas sets the odds. Yeah, like, I mean, so- is it possible maybe one of the websites hasn't been updated? Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I mean, they're they're close, but they're not the same. But it's the same people in the same order, so. Jin Young Ko, again, Obviously. first, plus 500. Okay, so I'm quizzing you guys from last time. What does it mean to be plus 500? It's the best one. It's the best one. <laughs> <laughs> no, it means, it means if you have a $100 bet, the odds are 500 to 1, and that is what you'd be paid out. You'd be paid out 500 dollars so maybe 500 to 100 so the odds are five to one and you'd be paid out that much if you oh, were to win okay. if it's plus yes and then if it's i minus, was confused it's about these hundreds and everything i was like wait so if you had one dollar and she wins you win 500 dollars. it doesn't even make any sense to me nope i caught myself <laughs> that didn't sound right so that's a five oh. to one then five but, to one yes yeah. plus 500 means if you bet 100 you win 500 okay that's what that means 
it's, it doesn't really make – I mean, I think it's <laughs> termed differently, honestly. It, it could yeah. be right? more straightforward. I would I would argue that too. Yeah, like it could just be like five times. Yeah, yeah. 5X or whatever. Right, like why wouldn't it – when we when I, we open our sports betting website, we will <laughs> make it much clearer. Um, but I am okay. Actually, okay, that makes more sense. I was about to say, why isn't Lydia Co on here? But she is the next up in terms She's the of next the odds. Up. So, but a pretty big jump between her and Jin Young Co. Well, but Huge also jump. I don't Huge understand. Jump. So Brooke Henderson is the third favored. When I don't really know where she's coming from, she's currently ranked tenth in the world, which like obviously I mean, great. That's very but, good, yeah. but like, what about like? Like Nasa Hatoka, who's been pretty hot lately. What about Banana. Minji Lee, who's got like amazing stats right now? Um, Nana would be a good pick, or what, like Patty isn't even in the conversation here on these odds. Yeah, and- so the odds are Jin Young Co plus five hundred, Lydia Co plus eleven hundred, Brooke Henderson plus twelve hundred, Lexi Thompson plus twelve hundred. So I don't understand it at all. Yeah, and Lexi right now is ranked twelfth. <laughs> like, in the how world. is Lexi? So- Lexi is 12th and she hasn't had a win yet this season. So I don't know I how these are done. we need to we need to get somebody from Vegas in here. You guys know, remember that man that I found on Twitter like a year ago who was spinning up like an LPGA sports book basically? Oh, yeah. I'll yeah. reach out to him. Yeah, I'll seriously, get him let's here. get him on here cuz I I need some answers. Yeah. Um we'll but do yeah. a betting episode. So I mean, who so who do you guys all all bets aside, who are you feeling this week? I'm feeling bets inside. <laughs> what? <laughs> what are you talking about? I did not. <laughs> are you going to play some bets? Is that like what you're trying to say? Like who you are betting on? No, you said bets aside. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you're betting inside. Oh boy. Um, okay, so I I had money. I would bet on A Marina. Because I just feel like she's gonna win. I said it last week to her. I just feel like she's she's due for something cool, and this would be really fun. Wait, who um, do you want? Marina. Marina. Okay. I feel like Marina's definitely gonna have a win this season, and wouldn't it be cool if it was a major and if it was this major specifically. But also, weirdly, I feel like Hannah Green is also due for a win this season too. And she did win the Aon Risk Reward last year, as we know. Um, I haven't heard anything about that this year, the Aon Risk Reward. So I don't know if they're doing it this year, but. Regardless, those are my two. Um, okay, I was gonna say Lydia Ko. I was trying to oh, say, yeah. regardless of the bets. So like, I am no, not not regardless. Like <laughs> with the bets, are you having a stroke? <laughs> I honestly don't know. This is what happens when I work from home. I don't talk to a human until well, I talk to humans all day. But you know, friends. <sighs> okay. <laughs> Haley, you're gonna need to get it together before Beth Ann gets on here. <laughs> I honestly am so nervous to talk to her. Um, I have, I want Lydia, but I also still want Patty. I'm still pulling for yeah. And if Patty were to win, it would be she would be the first person ever to go back to back at this tournament um, after Annika did it. Cool. Yeah. Ooh. So she's the only other person to win back to back. I mean, I really had her for the uh, the Singapore swing. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> what were we calling it? HSBC, Singapore. The swinging skirts, or it's canceled, but we could call the, the Singapore one should be called the Singapore swing. That's fun. Okay. That's Renaming cute. it. Anyway, I have Patty and, and Lydia in, in my top two. 
Love it. Um, I was going to bet on NB because she just got an Instagram. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was thinking that, you know, her confidence would be all time high. She'd her, be- her lavish life just getting, oh my God, actually last week, um, Marina, after she was talking about like, and be getting sprayed down personally um, with sunscreen, like on the range. Like, she doesn't even rub in her own sunscreen. Like somebody does it for her. Um, what? Her husband. She, she, yeah, her husband. <laughs> somebody, somebody just rubs her down. Um, she, uh, she sent a picture of it happening again. And oh I was like, God. oh my God, it's real. Um, yeah, she leads such a lavish lifestyle. Wow. She's so famous. I love that. So glowing. You can't get that skincare product that she was um hawking yeah, with sold danielle so really completely. i'm gonna have to ask one of them honestly in the press conference tomorrow maybe that's what i'll ask i'm excited hey, for you to ask some questions sold out i know well i'm gonna ask envy definitely about her instagram but gonna hopefully get some guidance from beth ann tonight about uh, yeah. other questions like where is the line here you know um <laughs> honestly i don't think there is one true wild wild west and the lbga do you think so? I mean, but the, here's the thing. I don't want to be disrespectful. <laughs> you know, like I don't I'm not there to make a mockery of anybody's job. And I can see people maybe taking like a question that's a little bit silly the wrong way. OK, and, well, I think you know, this is only our second tournament. I'm not trying to like get on the blacklist. OK, mm-hmm. I think we are turning it loose. OK, you're right. In 2022. I think maybe at the Solheim, we might have been making a mockery. We because of our outfits. We didn't even being, know it, though, honestly. Yeah, because we, we were dressed we up it. as the Olympians. Um, not on accident, very much on purpose. I think I think you'll be in a good spot this time. Yeah. Just knowing what we know now. Yeah, wearing my tie-dye dress, definitely a better yes, spot. you're going to blend in. <laughs> totally blend uh, in. Very excited. Um, all right, so, I mean, with that, um, here is... Uh, do we have anything else to say to everybody before we get Beth Ann on? Mm-mm. all right oh well okay yeah actually i was gonna have everyone pick Anwa. maybe we'll do that with beth ann and talk about some of the amateurs a little bit mm. that's actually right, a good well, uh good thing yeah yeah so without uh further ado here is our interview with the one and only legend of the game beth ann nichols but thank you so much for taking the time though it's awesome to see you Oh, likewise. Now I can't get this. Hold on. Got it. All right. I'm good now. Good to see you again. (laughs) Wonderful. Wonderful. We really appreciate you uh, coming on tonight, Beth Ann. Um, You you might not even know this, but you are have been one of our most coveted guests um, in the history of this podcast. (laughs) We talk about you on here quite a bit. Um, We reference a lot of your work. So I've been very, very excited um, to chat with you tonight. So thank you. Well, uh, I'm flattered. It was lovely to meet you all at the Solheim Cup. Well, now we're just addicted to it. Like um, the other two, unfortunately, can't join me, but I'm headed uh, to out to Palm Springs uh, for the weekend. So I'll be there on Saturday and Sunday. Awesome. Awesome. Well, hopefully it'll be a fantastic finish. We wanted to actually kick things off really quickly by just asking um, some things about you um, because you're kind of part of the story as well. Um, so in our, in our limited research, um, we read that you started a golf week very shortly after graduating from Florida Southern college where you had played golf and, um, wanted to know how you got started reporting on golf. Yeah. So, um, I basically started working at the school newspaper, uh, after getting into a sports writing class by accident. Um, someone put me in there to tutor some other athletes because I was an English tutor. So I signed up to make a little extra money and, uh, said, sure, I'll take that class and ended up falling in love with it. It was an old 
crusty old AP writer uh, who taught the class. He was fantastic. I still remember so much about the class, actually. And so then I started working with the school newspaper. And uh, actually, my uh, advisor, newspaper advisor at the time, faculty advisor, he said, what do you want to do when you graduate? And I said, well, I'd really like to work for a magazine, but I figure you have to be 40 before you can get one of those jobs. And he was like, well, actually, they have entry-level positions, and one at Golf Week is, has just been posted, which was amazing to me because I used to read, you know, Golf Week and looked in the agate section to read all back in the day, to read all the junior golf scores. And, uh, and then suddenly I was putting those pages together myself. So <laughs> it was very cool. I actually started before I even graduated working a couple days a week because they needed someone to start right away by day graduates in the spring. So, uh, so yeah, so that's kind of how I got, got started writing. And I thought I wanted to be, first I wanted to be Barbara Walters. Then I wanted to be a <laughs> date life producer. And then somehow I wound up in <laughs> golf. So it's been a, it's been a dream. The next best thing to Dateline, right? The LPGA tour. (laughs) I still watch a lot of Dateline. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we'll have to get your favorite um, Dateline story at some point. So like, what was the first LPGA tournament that you covered? Like how, how old were you kind of what, what was it like? And were you obsessed with it right away? Or was it kind of a, a longer term thing? So I'm pretty sure well, so the first tournament I went to as a, before I was a senior writer, this first LPGA event was this one, actually. Wow. Um, and, and that was back in what I would call the country club days when we would send two people. <laughs> so <laughs> I was, I was the, the junior reporter at the time and, uh, and, and Annika won and it was pretty magnificent. And, and basically what happened was the, the guy who was the senior writer at the time, he he had a, his wife had a baby. And so he, he stayed home for a while. So it opened the door for me then to go cover Cherry Hills, which is still my very favorite U.S. Women's Open in 2005. And then, and then kind of from there on, he, he decided he didn't want to travel anymore. And so I, I became a senior writer full-time covering the tour in 2006. So I would have been 26 at the time. And uh, my first tournament, <laughs> I'll never forget my first tournament, but that I was by myself with a title senior writer it was in Tulsa. And I, and I get to the rental car place. And they're like, we only have pickup trucks left. And I got this <laughs> enormous, enormous pickup truck that immediately got a flat tire on the interstate. And I was like, wow, it's a good thing I'm in this enormous car because I barely felt the flat tire. It was like nothing. So I was like, but anyways, it was like the adventure begins, like on my own solo, you know, welcome to the world. Having no idea that I literally would travel the world, you know, in the ensuing years. So it was uh, pretty incredible. It has been incredible. <laughs> wow. wow. That's crazy. So th- was that one of the years that, um, was it the first or the second year that Annika won when she did back to back? Oh, no, it was later. <laughs> oh, it was later. Okay. So it was another, yeah. another win. <laughs> yeah. Just one another one. <laughs> you know, they all kind of <laughs> run together. <laughs> Uh, but it was, it was a, you know, it was, it was pretty crazy though. When I, when I think, when I think back, like, because I covered the Curtis Cup in 04, which I'd never been overseas before. So I was, I was 24 at the time and I uh, went to Formby and, and Michelle, Wee was on that team and Paula Creamer and, and Jane Park and Liz Jane Angelo. And I mean, the crowds were enormous, probably the biggest they've ever been and ever will be at a Curtis Cup. And 
and my eyes were just that the first couple of years, you know, sometimes you don't know if like it was so amazing because it was your first time at this event and you're like, you know, maybe that's just kind of skewed, you know, but then now that I've been doing this for 20 years, I look back, I'm like, nope, that really was <laughs> prime time. That really was incredible. And, and even just looking back on this event at, you know, chronicling my favorite moments in this event and, and in the, the mid, you know, from like 2006, seven, eight, nine, like they were all incredible, you know? So, you know, I'm, I just am so fortunate to, to have been on this ride and seen, you know, basically, you know, almost all of Lorena's career. And, and I'm thinking about Lorena because she's just getting into the Hall of Fame finally and will be here tomorrow. And I'm super excited. <laughs> She'll be here? I mean, there? <laughs> yes, yes. She's coming in for the big, the big, you know, kind of formal, you know, you're, you're in the Hall of Fame sort of deal or long last. Wow. Should I move my flights? Like that's, I didn't know that was going to happen when that were we actually, we have a question about that later on down the line, because when that came out, I was like, yes, I can't believe this news is coming out. And we got to talk to like literally the best person to talk to about the hall of fame. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it very serendipitous timing today. We, we thought, um, so yeah, we definitely want to talk all about the tournament this weekend. We want to talk about the hall of fame before that though, we have a few questions about the annual admittedly we don't know a ton our very first question is why is it held the very same weekend as the first major of the year i know it's such a shame <laughs> luckily this will be the last time we have to deal with this you know essentially everything's set up right for the masters yeah. so they wanted they wanted to add a women's element and in the best way the easiest way to do it was to have all their infrastructure already set up for the masters and so to, to, to tack it on to the beginning of of their big week. So, yeah. um, it's just unfortunate that, that it overlapped and, and the LPGA literally, you know, couldn't figure out a way to move the event. And so these amateurs have, have had to make a decision, you know, for several years. And, um, and I, I hate missing it. You know, last year I did half and half. I went to the first part of this event and then I went to the end so that I could be there for the practice round and the, and the final rounds on Augusta national. And, uh, and I was like glued to the TV Sunday, you know, with, with thinking Lydia Coe is going to shoot 59 out here. And I was like, seriously, <laughs> so I'm, I'm, I'm missing that, you know? So, so it's like, you can't win, you know, I'm, I'm really bummed. I'm going to be missing Rachel Heck and Rose Zhang, hopefully having this epic duel down the stretch of Augusta national, you know, both were, were in it last year uh, and, and are, and are great friends, both, both obviously play for Stanford and are number one and number two in the world. So I wish I could be in two places at once, but I'm thrilled that this will never happen again after this year. Okay. That, that's good to know. We weren't actually sure about that. So now yeah. that's breaking news for us that this is the last year that will happen. So good to know. You kind of teased the next part of my question, which was, who do you think will be in the running, you know, come Sunday? Um, I guess not Sunday technically, but Saturday, uh, yeah. Saturday. come Saturday, whatever day. I know it's um, weird to say. <laughs> I, yeah. Um, so who do you, who do you have uh, winning this year for the ANWA? I mean, I, I honestly, I can't look. Past, it's sort of like this week. Like you can't look past Jen Yonko. You can't look past Rose Nang. Like I mean, yeah. I, I feel like she has to be everybody's favorite. But you know who's playing really well is Amari Avery, who you know is a drive, chip, and putt uh, finalist as well at Augusta National. Uh, you know, she's played there before and. And, you know, it's playing great in her first semester. She just started college golf this spring at USC and is you know, really putting up a lot of strong numbers and, and, and winning. So um, I'm excited to see what, what she could do. You know, this is the, 
you know, the player was on the short game. If you ever watched that Netflix show, she was one of the stars <laughs> with Alexa Pano. And you feel like you kind of watched Amari Avery grow up and, uh, you know, and then that, and that would be an enormous deal if she won at Augusta National. Yeah. yeah. That's so wild that she's only a freshman in college because I remember watching that. Did, have you guys seen this? I haven't. It's about no. the drive chip and putt, right? And it's, or is it at, is it it's Augusta? before that. No, so it's, it's, it's before the drive chip and putt. It's the, it's the, um, the like world, children's the, tournament? the Pinehurst. Yeah. The, yeah. Okay. It's the, it's the, it's the U S kids championship right. in Pinehurst. And it's like these kids from all over the world, how they journey to, to play in this big championship and you know they're like six yeah like really little kids <laughs> I mean it's it's just fascinating it's a it's a, if you haven't watched it it's definitely a must watch and and you know her, her you know her I mean obviously they've evolved they don't you know every parent and child on I think for across the board have all learned a lot since then <laughs> so oh, not yeah. the same. but uh but it's it's a it's a fantastic a glimpse into how how serious some of these kids take it. Yeah, definitely. I know. I just um, we're we're newly kind of catching on to you know the the amateur scene and the the parents and everything and you know the kind of King Richardness of it all. Um, yeah. So it's really a fascinating <laughs> thing to watch. I just watched that in a plane too. I mean, we won't uh, talk about the slap here. I feel like it's everything's been talked about um, already. Yeah. I have nothing new to add to that. Um, I wasn't even watching it actually. I was at dinner, so I wasn't either. But yeah, pretty um, wild. Crazy, crazy. <laughs> um, but so uh, I've so there aren't as many amateurs at um, at the Chevron because of that, right? Because of the Anwa. But it's, is it right. five five players that are uh, four? I believe. I believe four, there's okay. four. Yeah. So it's. It's definitely different, you know, uh, you know, I think, uh, you know, this, this championship, the amateurs has always been such a huge part of the event. And I'm really interested, honestly, to see when this date is going to be, because in May, it's really, it's going to be really difficult if it moves to May and it goes up against any of the NCAA postseason and right. how you're going to continue having a tradition of amateurs in this mm-hmm. major. So um, I'll be interested to see what, what happens there, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, you know, watching, Michelle, we play here as an amateur, you know, Patty Tabitanicate, you know, pretty much anyone who's anyone, you know, has, has played in this event, you know, as an amateur. And, and I, I remember watching, going out to watch Stacy Lewis play as an amateur. She was the best amateur in the world years ago. And I went out to just watch her on the front nine. It was the only time I saw Morgan Pressel hit a shot that Sunday. And then she won. <laughs> I wasn't even going out to watch her. She like totally backdoored it. Next time I saw her, she was jumping into the pond. I was like, well, she came out of nowhere. <laughs> wow. So, it's kind of funny. <laughs> wow. That's crazy. Um, so another thing about the Chevron, um, so would you be able to tell the listeners and, and kind of us actually, who exactly is Dinosaur? <laughs> Dinosaur. So, so he sounds famous. Best, I just don't know how the best way I can explain it is I recently asked James Blaylock, who was the first champion of this event. I said, give me a modern day equivalent to Dinosaur. She said, Oprah, if that tells you really. Not. Yes. Wow. Yes. Like, like she was it. And, and, it, and it was, she was just a, a television star of the highest order, you know, a singer. Uh, just the ultimate entertainer. And, and when you, when you got 
Dinah Shore attached to this event, you also got Frank Sinatra and Bob Hope and, you know, the rest of her A plus friends. <laughs> so, wow. Wow. You know, wow. It, it, it really, and, and then the LPGA, you know, became the, the, the top players, you know, they, they were in the, the commercials for Cold Meat from all of them. So all of a sudden they're being beamed into living rooms for something, you know, beyond playing golf. And so that's, it wasn't just the fact that, you know, the purse at this event was so huge in 1972, more than double what any other purse was. It was all the other trappings that came along with it in terms of exposure that top players got as, as being part, you know, of, of, of the, of their, you know, endorsement for their products. So, um, so, and, and Dinah Shore, you know, loved this. She, she was not a golfer. She was a tennis player. And so, you know, she had to be convinced, you know, in the beginning to kind of get involved. And then when she did, she was absolutely addicted and, you know, took lots of lessons and really took the game seriously because she wanted, if her name was attached to it, she wanted it to be, you know, an A plus because that's the way she was with everything, just like Oprah. So, okay, yeah. this wow. is like, I, I want wanna... glasses here. Oh, one of Oprah's favorite things. <laughs> really? <laughs> Dinah Shore had a list of favorite things. It was, you know, everybody yeah. would buy it, I'm sure. Well, this wow. is making me think why haven't we replicated this for the modern day? Why haven't we reached out to Oprah to get her to support her sponsor? <laughs> yeah. I was someone like that. The Kardashian yeah. Open or something, yes. you know? Right. Like, I mean, Tyler like going into living room. <laughs> I know, you know, it's, it, it may, may actually, you know, that I don't, know, I don't mean to sound negative or anything, but as the pro-am celebrity pro-ams kind of went on throughout the years in my time here, I was Googling a lot. <laughs> I was like, yeah. who, who is this? Yeah. you know, and, and so it just kind of, unfortunately it became like the, you know, the B minus celebrity list in, you know, in many cases. And, and it's, it's unfortunate that 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 connection, you know, never really, and I was like, maybe Celine Dion for a while, oh, yeah. but, yep. but there, there really just wasn't, you know, anything that popped like Dinah Shore. And, and, and unfortunately a lot of players, you know, today, you know, they have no idea who Dinah Shore is. And, <laughs> and I really hope that they take the trophy or the trophy, excuse me, the statue that's on 18 and, and make another one, replicate it and move it to Texas and, and, make sure that because that's what so many people just call it simply the Dinah and, yeah. and it's been that way for 15 years yeah is that oh. is that how many years it was called the Dinah Shore how many years was it that oh it hasn't been the Dinah for a long time because when when it was the when Kraft took over it became you know the Kraft Nabisco then it was just mm-hmm. the Nabisco then it became the ANA. So it's, it's had a lot of different names, but most people didn't follow along with that and just, <laughs> just called it the Dinah because the golf course is the Dinah Shore tournament. Yeah. Course. Yeah. Got it. So it, it just kind of everybody for the most part in everyday life, you know, many of them would still call it the Dinah, just like I a lot that- of players still call it the craft. Yeah. yeah. I think that's very good inspiration for us to get a celebrity endorsement I mean, for one of these events. I have Guys, a lot of celebrities rolling around in my brain right now. I think there's a same. lot of opportunity. I'll be same. in LA for a night on Thursday and I will work it. I <laughs> will. I mean, should I, should I get together like a little deck, a little book and like pass yes. it around maybe at a bar and be like, Shoot. guys, I wish you had the scrapbook. Do you want me to get you the scrapbook before? Yes, you will, you out there? will you um, DHL it to I me do that. at my hotel? <laughs> 
Uh, um, I support this crusade. Yeah. Hey, great, this is our great. favorite thing to do, really. Celebrities plus golf. Yeah. That's yeah. pretty much it. Well, because the territory that we live in, we don't know much about like all of golf, but we know the, the crossover between celebrities and golf pretty well. Um, Perfect. But yeah. Bethan, so what are what are in your opinion some of the hottest stories to follow this week? Who do you think we should be watching? Golf perspective or drama, gossip, anything really? <laughs> well, I mean, you can't. The story is always Jen Yanko at this point. I mean, she's definitely the best golfer, hands down, in terms of of consistency and the and the high level that she's playing. Uh, I think male or female, just period, in the game of golf right now what she's doing on a, on a daily basis is pretty mind blowing. So, and she practices here in the winter. Uh, she comes uh, in this area and then specifically at this golf course a couple times a week. So extremely familiar with, with it, obviously a past champion here and, uh, and just has loads of confidence. The thing I love about Jen Young is like other players, when you ask them about things like the hall of fame, they kind of brush it off a lot of times or, you know, yeah, that would be nice. Or it's not something I really think about. And Jen Young's like, I have this many points. I need this many more to go. I, you know, like she has like everything like calculated. She's, she's ready to face, you know, her goals head on and talk about big things. And, and I, I love that about her. Not, not everyone's like that, but so I think, you know, Jen Young would be the first. And then, you know, of course, Lexi Thompson, you can't come here and not talk about Lexi Thompson, knowing what happened in 2017, the four stroke fiasco, you know, that the absolute, I mean, to tell you that the shock of the four stroke penalty was one thing, but then after that, when she came back and she birdied the next hole and she still had a chance to win and she's coming down 18 and fans are chanting her name. Like it's a Solheim cup, that you never, ever hear at a major championship. Nobody ever chants a name like that, you know, and then everybody's got goosebumps thinking she could possibly pull this off. And Ultimately, obviously, she didn't win. And then, of course, you think what could have been, how much her career, you know, changed because of that one day here, uh, what could have been a, a phenomenal, you know, year that, that, that catapulted her to number one in the world. And, and instead, she hasn't reached those milestones, many of which, you know, we, we thought she would. Um, one last, one last, you know, trip around this place, does it owe her one, you know? Yeah, wait, wait. Will you recap that situation yeah. for, yeah, for everybody? Just for because me. I think our, ourselves, we were only just getting started playing in 2017. Does sound vaguely familiar, but <laughs> our, our listeners, our listeners, maybe it's our uh, are a little bit newer also to the Dinah to you know all the the history. So, um, could you just recap what the four stroke uh, fiasco was? Yeah, so you know, Lexi Thompson is leading this tournament, commanding, makes the turn on Sunday. And comes off the 12th green and a rules official tells her you add 40 or score, basically. You know, they're basically on, in a previous round, a viewer, a viewer, a television viewer, you know, called in saying that she had improperly um, replaced her golf ball after marking it. And so she got a penalty for, for that. They obviously looked at the film. And then she also got another two strokes because she signed an incorrect scorecard as a result of that, even though she had no idea that she was being penalized. So the rules of golf have since changed. <laughs> Wait, yeah, can I say narc allowed to like call in? I was going to say call. 
Since yeah, when? Yeah. It's like, who do you email? How yeah, do you who did they call? Like the do? golf channel? Like, I need to talk yeah. to somebody on the ground right now. And like, who is <laughs> right. so into it that they need to make that right? Like, who is the I, morality police? Even even Tiger in that moment is like weighing in on Twitter saying, you know, we need to get, you know, basically armchair rules officials on the sofa, you know, out of our game, you know. So Seriously. so so Lexi wow. all of a sudden, you know, is like the the quote was is this a joke? Like that, that's like what she said, like, because it sounded so unbelievable. Like, are you kidding me? So, you know, she continues oh on, God. carries on and, and ultimately loses in a playoff to stay on you. And, you know, it was just, it was absolutely, you know, stunning. I mean, it looked like she was going to have a coronation, like, a you know, wow. she's going to run away from the field and then, and then this happened. And so then, you know, she kind of goes into hiding for a while. It doesn't really make any you know, remarks or talk about it for, for a long time until uh, an event in Texas. And I kind of thought in my, you know, amateur um, mental strategist, (laughs) she had got on like the late show the next night and like made light of it and, you know, done some rounds on, on some, you know, TV shows that maybe she could have gotten over it a little bit faster Mm -hmm. and, and not, Instead, it's like, you know, she's dealing with the label of people saying she's a cheater and it's blowing up on social media. And, you know, and so it's like some people think she got robbed. Some people think she cheated. You know, some people think both, you mm-hmm. know, and so it just I think the longer you kind of don't address it, it, in my mind, it blows up and becomes bigger and bigger. And so, you know, it's it still it's probably something she'll never get over, you know, this championship that got away and that she feels like she was wronged. and. And so now you can't get penalized, you know, for signing a Rufex scorecard when you didn't know you had, you know, there's a lot of things that have changed, but, um, but it was, it was a pivotal moment here and, you know, it'll be interesting to see if, if, you know, if she can change that part of her history. Yeah. That'd be pretty cool. Wouldn't it? (laughs) Yeah. Honestly, more and more we're, we're, uh, we didn't start out as like huge Lexi fans just because like she seems like she's always being talked about. Right. And like, we haven't seen like that much from her kind of in the years that we've been really into the LPGA, like not like, you know, she, she's up there, but it's not like, she's not a person that's like super magnetic to us. I think as like just normal, um, terrible golfers. Um, (laughs) But the more that I learn about her, honestly, the more that I'm kind of like pulling for her a little bit. And I didn't get to see her entire presser today. I was like, tuning in from zoom, um, in the middle of my work day. Um, but I, she seemed very chipper, um, at the press conference. Would you, would you agree? Was that like, did she seem kind of like peppy? During Lexi's press conference, I was talking to a bunch of middle schoolers and high schoolers about getting into the golf industry. So oh, I, oh my so God. Uh, it was, they were so cute. They asked such good questions too. <laughs> so, oh, that's awesome. Uh, so I actually missed it, but, um, but yeah, I mean, I, I, uh, I think when you, when you know the context of, of a heartbreak like that and some other short misses, and then you, you fast forward to the Olympic club last year and the absolute back nine collapse on Sunday and your, your heart breaks a little bit more for her, right? Because you keep thinking that, you know, she, she hasn't won a major since, you know, since that fiasco. And so you keep thinking, like I said, golf over one, this is going to be the, the moment. You know, <laughs> okay, yeah. it's not going to happen at the at the Dinah, but it's going to happen at the U.S. Open. You know, <laughs> yeah, and then I yeah, kind of want that redemption. You know, like yeah. I do want 100%. her to be redeemed. I need her to be freed from this. 
Yes, agreed. And it feels like that's what has to happen in order for her to be freed. That's the way it feels to me from, you know, the backseat. <laughs> yeah. Wow. And how special would it be if she broke the curse like at this last one, like the last shot right? of Mission Hills? Wow. This it, is would, really- it would be the ultimate jump in Poppy's song. Yeah. Wow. It really would be. Okay. I, I'm, changing, I'm changing my bet. I want Lexi to win this. Weekend. I might be changing <laughs> mine too, honestly. This this is all. I'm really glad we had this conversation, Bethan. This is fantastic. Well, we were kind of confused. We were looking at the odds for this weekend and we were confused to see Lexi up there. And we're like, yeah. Kind of interesting. But it all makes sense now. Does all coming together, yeah. and she's a past champion here. She's won yeah. here, but you know, it's it, that's not what everybody really remembers. Like right. they remember the fiasco. <laughs> what about what about Brooke Henderson? Why is she in the top four in odds? In odds? Oh, because she's played exceptionally well all year. She hasn't won, mm-hmm. but she's been she's been in the hunt a lot, and uh, and obviously, I want to say, don't quote me on this, but I don't think she's finished outside the top six this year. But oh, wow. she's been oh, she's been right there, you know, good. and have every start. So, um, mm, so yeah, that's this why will be the, this will be the first week though that she's playing uh, without you know with a shorter driver because the rule went into uh, effect last week, so no oh. more forty eight inch driver. So, um, you know, that'll be interesting to see mm. how that impacts her because she she normally grips down on every club, you know, and plays she's played with this longer driver her basically almost entire well her entire LPGA career. But, you know, wow. most of her golf career. So hmm. um, she's been testing drivers for a year, but was holding, you know, seemingly holding out hope that it wouldn't come to this. But uh, but the LPGA, it's basically the Brooke Henderson rule. No one else on tour uses a long driver. Can you yeah, talk a little bit about why they would make a rule and what's what's going on that they need to make a so, rule? <laughs> so the so for the the men, it's obviously it's obviously different. They're trying to you know there's a distance factor involved in terms of, you know, courses, they're running out of, out of real estate. Out of room. Right? <laughs> right. So, so that's not a problem in the women in the women's game, but the USGA, you know, and the RNA are adopting this rule. And so that means that at the U S women's open at, at the AIG women's open, you know, this rule is going to be in effect. And so the LPGA to, to stay in accordance with the other governing bodies and the PGA tour, you know, you know, but it put the put the local rule into effect, even though they didn't have to. So, and Brooke told me last year she would have preferred to have only had to have changed drivers, you know, for a couple of majors and had the rest of the year, you know, with her with her long driver. But um, but obviously the LPGA decided not to do that. So um, so the Brooke Henderson rule is in effect. Wow, <laughs> and she's one of, and she's one of the longest players in the game. So uh, you know, and 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 typically one of the best drivers of the golf ball altogether, all you know, it's, it's not like she's wild off the tee either. So, but you would think that now she'll theoretically would, would be hitting even more fairways, but, but I don't know what the question is, how much distance will be sacrificed, you know, with, without the two inches and, and what will it be like not gripping down on a club for, cause she grips down on everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And just like, I would feel kind of personally victimized if it was just totally. right. It's like, <laughs> what right, the, name the Brooke Henderson rule. Yeah. Like, well, I, especially I when she that. hasn't been like, it's not like she's been like winning everything and like, you know, they've got to stop her. Right. Like, right. Right. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Like, you know, a bunch of like top five, top six is like definitely not bad, but like no need to like clamp her down that hard. I don't know. Right. I, 
uh, feeling for I, her now she's too. She's not changing the game like a Bryson. Or yeah, exactly. Else. It's like she's yeah. like you know chugging <laughs> organ shakes all day and like freaking everybody out. Uh, <laughs> So true. She's not. She's not doing a science experiment. <laughs> no. Yeah, exactly. All right. Okay. Um, now I also want Brooke Henderson to win because now I feel bad. Yeah. yeah. Oh, no. I just want justice for everybody now. The <laughs> odds are. Last. The odds are really making a lot more sense to me now. I, really I, was, I was shocked by the odds earlier. <laughs> Well, and really she lost in the playoff year in 2020. My Miriam Lee had to chip in twice, well, three times to beat her. So. Wow. Um, so she, you know, Nelly lost in the playoff as well here in 2020. So uh, she's, she's been close. She likes yeah. the place. And she usually has a lot, a lot of Canadian fans here. So you add in the, the sort of like, like, you know, you got all the Canadians here wintering. And so she oh. kind of becomes a bit of a hometown girl, even though she's from the cold. <laughs> fun. Wow. Love that. Um, so we were talking earlier kind of about, I'm going to like blend two of our questions here. Um, so we tuned in, I, tu- I was able to see all of Jin Young Ko's press conference. Um, mm-hmm. and I luckily got to hear her reveal that her jump into Poppy's palm was the only time she's ever jumped into a pool <laughs> ever in her entire yes. life, which like shocked me <laughs> to no right? end. Which is like such an interesting tidbit. And um, I feel like you also get a lot of interesting tidbits about these players. Like one thing that comes to mind is Nana Quartz Madsen and the lemon wedges on the course. <laughs> that yes. you broke that story. Like they're just, these are the things that I remember about the players. And I think that it does make them like a lot more accessible to like not great golfers and like not like super golf nerds and everything. So wondering if you've heard any other kind of tidbits like that either this week or just in your career in general that um, you might want to share with the listeners and us. Yeah, well, I, you know, it's funny because my follow-up question to Jin Young after that was, you know, can you swim now? Like, you know, and she said, no, you know, not at all. But but, her, but she's hoping the translator that was next to her would, would help her out. But, right. but you know, Yanni couldn't swim either. And when Yanni was the number one player in the world, I remember being, I was doing a photo shoot because Yanni bought Annika's old house. So we went over to do this photo shoot because there's like this enormous trophy case in there from Monica. And, you know, at this point, Yanni's like number two in the world. Maybe she hadn't made it number one yet, but she's got, you know, her trophies in there. You know, she's like talking about she's going to put the U.S. Open trophy here. You know, it's, it's so cute. She had like Angry Birds in the Angie's <laughs> face. That was an Angry Birds or a thing. But anyway, so she can't swim either. So she's like back in the pool. I'm like trying to get her to do some kind of funny you know, funny shot because, you know, it's a, when you're looking ahead to this event, it's a big deal when you can't swim. So, right. You know, so, but, um, but the thing about Yanni a while, I mean, obviously, you know, Yanni's a, a former number one, she was an, an amazing player, but I, with Lorena coming tomorrow, the thing that I, that was so amazing about Yanni is when she was the number one player in the world and she was playing in Taiwan for, uh, at her, her home, Taiwan, for the first time, the LPGA was hosting an event there, and she was like Tiger Woods there, right? Like, like the same security detail that was with Lady Gaga in Taipei was with Yanni this week. Like, it was insane. Like, I, wow. I got to like shadow, like, be a part of all the the hoopla, the insanity with her, like the whole week. And and she kind of let me embed and our photographer embed with her, like in terms of like everywhere she went, you know, we we were a part of the security detail and 
Wow. Uh, it was just, it was really cool. It, well, even like dress shopping, you know, like whatever she was doing that week. And wow. she's leading this tournament. I mean, this, there's so many people and they're all, fo- all 10,000 people are following her. So the whole, they all move with her around the they climb trees. They, you know, other players are, are going to the roof of the clubhouse to take pictures because they've never seen anything like this before. Like players, not photographers. So it's the night before the final round and Yanni lets our photographer and I go to her hotel room to do a photo shoot. She's leading the tournament. She's the number one player in the world trying to win in her home country. And we did a final Look back on it. It's so third. She let us do a photo shoot. I had her like standing on luggage, which is really stupid because, you know, <laughs> luggage isn't the most secure thing. I don't remember why I had her standing on luggage, but it was some, something I was going for. But she had all these cool stickers on her luggage. But just the, at that point, like when she, you know, was so excited. I think now, and Marina. Oh, no. She oh. Was- why? Sorry about that. <laughs> it's so hard, but we're like all of us, like our jaws uh, drop. We're like, boo! Yeah, but anyway, it was a good, it was fun. <laughs> Wait, so we, we might have missed the end of it. Yeah. Oh no! So I was just saying that that what was so incredible when I think back on the accessibility of these players is what makes them. Because you were talking about the little tidbits that makes them human. Right. You know, it's, it's those, for me, it's the kind of the behind the scene, the scenes moments that when players allow you to do that is when you really feel like you can tell a story that people can connect with beyond the golf course. And so that's why I think this, this element of players being willing to, to spend that time with the media is so important, even though many of them think social media is enough, but but that's all carefully curated by them. You know, that's, it's, it's a completely different thing. So, you know, I hope that the future generations and this generation can start to appreciate a little bit more that, you know, just letting someone into your lives on, you know, your, your carefully orchestrated social media posts is not the same. Right. I don't know why I got on that tangent, but in order to tell, no, I, <laughs> I think that, no, I think that certainly answers the question. And I think that that's something that we've heard, especially from our mutual friends um, at no laying up that the LPGA just offers far superior access to the players and that it's still not, you know, I mean, it's a, it's a blessing and a curse that they're not to like, you know, everyone's not at Tiger Woods' level. Right. But that they're a little right. bit less guarded too. And so you can kind of learn these interesting personal facts about them and you know you can get pretty close to them at tournaments and everything too and you know obviously for us um as uh very green um uh media <laughs> you know that's a, it's a great thing I don't know if it's media yet or or what the heck we're doing but um <laughs> it's cool that we can get so close you know whatever it is that we're doing yes yes no it's definitely uh something that the tour needs to preserve yeah yeah it's cool since we don't want to, we know you're at the tournament. We don't want to take yeah. up too much of your time, but we couldn't let you leave without asking you, obviously, about the hottest story of today outside of the Anwa and um, the Chevron, which is the LPGA Hall of Fame news. So would you like to, you know, I could recap exactly basically what you wrote, but um, <laughs> I think it would be probably better better presented by you. Bethan, I don't think you understand. A lot of this podcast is just repeating things that you have written. I was, I was just going to say a lot of what we've always said 
Probably the most intelligent sounding things that we've said about golf is just a copy and paste from what you've written. <laughs> so I hope you don't mind. We, we always give, give you credit. credit. Yeah, we always give you the story. But so this is a great follow up. Um, when we had Randy on in October, we were talking about this because you would just talk to him about the whole Hall of Fame thing. Um, and so we're really excited to have you today when when uh so basically, did you do it? Um, was it was it you that kind of changed the rule? Do you think? Uh, no, well, no, no. But I I pestered um, cool. because you know basically they hadn't met, they hadn't even talked about it in you know years. And so I mean, obviously, this should have been done a long time ago. And what what it is is there is a ten year rule on the LPGA where in order for a player to get into the Hall of Fame, you had to compete for ten years. And that was put in place so that the stars back in the day, you know, they thought they didn't want people to just, you know, dominate here and then go back to Japan, dominate here and go back to Europe or whatever, you know. So they wanted to protect the tour. And my contention is when you have two stars in Annika and Lorena, both leave in the span of three years, well, 2008, 2010, you, you know, and you survive, then you don't need this rule anymore. <laughs> right. So if those two leave and everything's okay. And you're going through a recession on top of that, you know, at that back then. Um, so anyway, so Lorena, you know, in my view, shouldn't, there should be nothing held against Lorena for wanting to leave the tour and start a family. She, she had plenty of points. It's, you know, it's a points-based system. You have to have 27 points. You have to win a major or, uh, or a player of the year, fair trophy award, all these things get you points. And, and, and Lorena met all of those requirements in short order. Uh, she just didn't meet the 10 year rule. So uh, they have, they have done away with the 10 year rule. And in addition to that, they have this, and this was something that kind of got started with a conversation I have with Grant Boone, where I was back in the backyard, watering my plants and talking to, I don't even know what I was talking to Grant Boone about, but he's of <laughs> course hosts most LPGA events on the golf channel. And he's like, did you know that all the hall of LPGA founders are not in the hall of fame? And I was like, what? I like practically dropped the hose. I was like, are you kidding me? <laughs> like, I, had, I had no idea, which is stupid that I didn't know that, but I didn't know that. So well, you just assume it, right? Why, right, why wouldn't right, they be? Why, why wouldn't you? Right. Yeah. So so anyway, so, um, so Grant and I, you know, been, you know, kind of talking about how ridiculous this is for a while. And then during the Founders Cup, he mentions it on air and I'm, I'm like, I'm writing a column. Like, that's it. I've got my column for the day. And so, so I just fire one off, of course, crediting that he had mentioned it on air and, and Grant's like changing his avatar to Shirley Spork in protest <laughs> because, because of course Shirley's still with us. She's still alive and, right. and she lives here in the desert. She's in her nineties. She's 94. Like let's get this done so that Shirley can, can, can accept on behalf of those who've already left us. So, um, so I'm, I'm thrilled that, that, that they finally had a meeting <laughs> number one and that they finally you know, got this passed because it's just way overdue. And, and they, they put the rest of the founders in, um, you know, there were, in, there were five that were already in the Hall of Fame uh, based on their playing careers. And they put the rest of them in as, as an honorary group. They, they had done the same thing in tennis uh, a few years ago. And so I was like, well, let's, let's look at the original nine as a template of what the LPGA should do as well, you know, because, you know, obviously some of their players are already in as well, but so they're kind of, some of them are kind of in twice in tennis, um, but that's fine. Like they, you don't have a hall without the founders. So, 
Um, so anyway, so it, I, it's a, it's one of those seemingly no brainer should have been done a long time ago decisions that sometimes people just get stuck on, you know, what's always been. And I'm, I'm glad that, that that has finally changed. Yeah. The power of, uh, you know, journalism right there, I'd say, um, <laughs> who well, was, it's like, she backyard did this. conversations, <laughs> while watering the plants. Yeah. Hey, well, how are the plants doing? Are the plants doing okay now too? I don't know. I'm going to be gone for two weeks. I'm, I'm kind of worried about what my husband's going to do to them, but we'll, <laughs> we'll see. And my dog Molly likes to eat all the flowers, uh, all the, whatever oh. it is. She likes to eat them. So uh, hopefully uh, between her and the squirrels, I'll have something left. <laughs> <laughs> well, Hey, you'll have Lorena in the hall of fame. So that's pretty hey, good too. That's, yeah. that's, that's really, and she's coming tomorrow. So that'll be, that'll be a lot of fun. I mean, this, this whole area, when she won here, I mean, everybody here loved Lorena. The crowds were incredible of that back then. And uh, that was 2008. And, you know, of course the story goes that she would always talk to, you know, all the workers and thank everyone and just such a gracious heart. And she's, she's so missed and uh, it, she embodies everything the LPGA Hall of Fame should be and is. And so, um, it's a, it's a home run. Wow. It's very exciting. Oh, great. What an exciting week. I'm so seriously. <laughs> this is great. <laughs> now, really if, is. if Tiger Woods could just please make his announcement about the right. masters ASAP so that we're not following, you know, yachts and planes and whatever else for the rest of the <laughs> week right here to overshadow this event. That's my one request because Tiger News always drops at the worst time for LPGA golf without fail. Somebody needs to coordinate with him or something. I know, I it's, know. Uh, I know. Honestly, <laughs> I like forgot even that the Masters was next week. If I'm going to be completely I, honest, I was right. when it was. we are like laser focused on the LPGA. Uh, like I often forget kind of what's going on in the PGA. Like, and now these I days too, it. like. I see a leaderboard and I'm just like, who are these guys? You know, like I'm not even like keeping up <laughs> what enough to know play? what's going on. Yeah. Um, oh, I do love the match goodness. play, but other than that, like the match just, play is know. very fun. Match play is fun. Yeah. yeah. The match play was fun, I, but I agree. Know. But other than that, um, but but then I am so excited to see you later this week. Um, I'm sure I'll run <laughs> I'm into you. Likewise. <laughs> dawdling around, really not knowing what to do, but um <laughs> just watching. I'm excited. Some I'm excited to hear what celebrity you've roped into uh, to being the new face. The Hopefully Shabbat. more than one. Yeah, we <laughs> might have a wait list even, you know, yeah. we'll oh, have to I, see. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> but really, we can't thank you enough. It was awesome having you on and um, you're welcome back literally anytime you want to come. Well, thank you. It's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's been a lot of fun and I love your enthusiasm for women's golf and thank you for helping to spread the love and the message. <laughs> hey, couldn't do without you, honestly. So really right back at you. <laughs> Thank you. Look forward to seeing you. All right. You too. Right. We'll see you Thanks later. So Thank much. you so much. Bye. 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 <laughs> All righty. So that was that. Um, so everybody, thanks for tuning in. Her. I know I was smiling so oh much. God, so much smiling. Her. Smiling I her for hours. She's a wealth of information. I was nervous that we were going to keep her here for like way too long. Honestly, I know. That's why um, I skipped that. That's why I skipped that question. Yeah. I know. I so I had my screen minimized. We can talk about this after because um, we're still recording, guys. Um, in case you can't tell, we're just on cloud nine this week. Um, not <laughs> only from Beth Ann, but from all the the excitement going on right now in golf, not just women's golf. Um, but uh, we will talk to you soon. And uh, hang loose, swing easy. 
and watch all the golf. Bye. This ain't no Bye. disco. It ain't no country club either. This is LA. All I wanna do is have a little